Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Gay Side Stories with Trillificent, all LGBT, all the time. This week I am so very excited because I have one of my closest friends on the show. You've heard me talk about her since the beginning. She is, well, can you have two yens to your yang? I feel like you can. Okay, so you're the other yen to my yang, and Nikki's the other one. Anyway... I have my bestie on the show with me. It's Bree. Please say hello to the people and introduce yourself and all those good things. Hello to the people. I am so excited to be here. I am a day one fan of the show. Woo! Um, I just love the way and the show a has grown. Producer, you know, I didn't friend, want to give myself that label, but if you're gonna give it to me, <laughs> a manager, damn near like everything. You, when I say down in the trenches, she has been down in the trenches with me with this podcast. And I'm and so excited right. to be here. I feel like now is a great time. Like I I was kind of nervous about being on the podcast because like this is your baby and I've heard like all of your other guests. I ain't want to fuck it up. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> Why does everyone say that? <laughs> I mean, you're it's really good. It's laid out well. It's you know, I could talk about this podcast all day. But I didn't want to like come up here and be like, it's Brie, y'all. Hey, you know, but um, What's up? I'm Brie. Um, I'm on Twitter as at underscore MRS Brie. So that's at underscore Mrs. Brie. I'm on Instagram as Brie Tastical. I wish I could say I had something to plug right now, but right now life has got me in the trenches. Um, so hey. all you got is me and cute pictures of my children. Um, Actually, Trillificent is actually my son's godfather, so you get lots of cute pictures of his godson. And actually, my daughter is his, his goddaughter, too. You probably didn't know that until just right now, but here we are. No, I claim J. Yes. I'm down so, with J&J. Uh, J&J. And I take it serious. So, to tell y'all how either I don't know anything, or I was just on the path of confusion, or I was taking things too serious... When Bree asked me to be Jameson's godfather, I was like, okay, good. I'm down for this. This is a good decision. I feel good about it. <laughs> and I asked her, I said, so what do we have to do? Like, are you going to send me documents to sign? Like, how does this work? And she was like, nigga, what? <laughs> <laughs> she was like, it's just like in a church. I was like, bitch, what the fuck? <laughs> Listen, I was ready to sign it. Dot the I. Cross the T, I was ready to say my life is linked with this child in the case of shit. And she was like laughing like, nigga, what the fuck? So I take it very serious. I'm team Jameson, team Jaden all day. Those are maturing. And I, we are so thankful for you. They call you Uncle Curtis. And well, Jameson, like typical really black. Like everybody's your uncle, right? But I feel like Godfather mm -hmm. Curtis was a little too formal. So, yeah, you know, that's a mouthful. It is. And the kids love you so much. And I love you so much. Again, I'm excited to be on the show. I'm excited to kind of get to know your listeners. Y'all please hit me up if you see me on the show. Because a lot of people that you've had on the show, I've ended up following. And they're probably like, who is this bitch? But it's because I heard you on the <laughs> show. And I was like, oh, man, they're interesting. So I want to follow them. Yay. Well, with that being said, let's get started. All right. So first up, the School and Life segment. I have three school and lives this week. So first up, uh, this is a real quick shout out to two podcasts that I listened to in the past week. Um, they both were talking about sexual assault 
uh, specifically from the gay male perspective. So the episode of the podcast, a gay and a non-gay it's called hashtag me too. And that's a very short podcast. I want to say it's like 11 minutes. It's one of those kind of podcasts. The other podcast is the outline with Kevin Dwayne. Now you've heard Kevin on this show. And if you fuck with me, then you've heard me on his show, his latest episode, the audacity of these niggas. <laughs> he had some powerful things to say. I want to extend my, my love, my, my, I don't even know what I want to say here. I just want to, to extend, you know, give Kevin a, a, a hug. The story that he told about, um, his, bout with sexual assault was it caught me off guard i guess because i wasn't expecting that and so to hear that on his podcast and then hear them talking about it on another podcast it made me realize that sexual assault happening to gay men is not something that i've given a lot of thought and i guess maybe that's some kind of privilege that i have that i haven't given to any thought because i guess i haven't had to because here I am, big black, like dark skinned man, you know, I've over 250 pounds. Okay. I've never really been in the situation where I felt like I had been assaulted or someone was trying to force themselves on me or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But that is something that we cannot forget that that happens a lot. You know, men are sexually assaulted a lot. LG, uh, not even men. I mean, I use this as an example because it was two gay stories, but LGBT people are sexually assaulted a lot, you know, and I'm not saying it rivals what the hashtag and what women have been facing and all the allegations that have been coming out against celebrities. I'm just saying that there's something over there as well. You know, it's not isolated to any one group, which is unfortunate, but so anyway, take a listen to those two podcasts, those particular episodes, and hopefully you guys will like those podcasts and subscribe. Tell them I sent you. My next school in life is reviews and ratings on iTunes. Now, I forget to check this regularly because in case anyone doesn't know, when we upload our podcast to Apple's, Apple Podcasts, they don't give us anything. Like, they don't tell you how many listens you get. They don't tell you how many subscribers you get. They don't tell you when you get a rating or a review. It's basically we took it and that's it. And you don't get anything from Apple. So I have, you have to physically go and search for your own podcast to see if you got any ratings or reviews. So I saw that I had gotten a couple new ones and the last one I wanted to actually read it on the show. I'm not going to promise to do this because number one, I don't know if y'all going to give me the ratings and reviews and number one, of course two, they will. sorry. And number two, I don't know if I'm going to remember to go and check them. So the review is from unique one Oh seven. And they said, absolutely enjoy listening to this podcast. The topics are truly engaging. Please keep up the wonderful work. It's truly a pleasure. Now, wow. anyone who knows me knows how uncomfortable that just made me to read that because I don't, I have issues. You gotta praise yourself yeah. because the podcast not is that good. good and you're not good at that. So I'll just take over for you and say that 
The podcast is amazing. I'm not surprised that review was left. I feel like, you know, you are reaching an audience and your format is so easy to follow and, you know, your guests are interesting. It's not like I'm not surprised that you got that review at all. Well, thank you for that. And shout out to you, Unique 107. My last school in life is, remember, I want to say maybe last week or the week before my school in life was the gay movies that I had been watching. I still been watching all these gay ass movies, but there were two that stuck out to me. There was one called Before the Fall, and it billed itself as a reimagining of Pride and Prejudice. Now, anyone who knows me, which is probably no one, knows that I stand for Pride and Prejudice. Like the book, the old BBC movie with Colin Firth, the new movie with Keira Knightley. Like, I stand for Pride and Prejudice. So when I saw this on my Amazon as I was scrolling through movies, immediately that caught my eye. I watched the movie... It's a solid movie. It's, I don't know if it's a good movie. And from a nerdy perspective, the changes that they made in the core characters, I didn't really care for because they took the even split of the problems that both characters had and they kind of dumped it all on one character and made the other one like a doe in the headlights. Mm-hmm. So I didn't care too much for that. But overall, if I take those elements out, it's not a bad movie. And there was a un, there was an insufferable cishet white woman and they were snatching her ball because she kept saying ignorant stuff. So I appreciated that at least. The other movie was a movie called Alex and Ali. And this movie almost caught me in my feels because it was a documentary about a man. It was a white American man. And a man in, I want to say, Iran. And they met in the 60s when the white man was there for like Greenpeace or something like that. Then the country had a civil war and they pretty much kicked out all the immigrants or, you know, people there on work visas or whatever the case may be. And so these two men, you know, they were together when he was when they were in the same country. They hadn't been able to be together for 35 years. Oh my God. And they kept their, what they, you know, quote unquote, love their relationship. They kept it alive through phone calls, emails and video calls and texts, I guess. And so finally the, the white man, his, his nephew, I think was the one documenting everything and finally somehow convinced them, you know, let's, it's time for us to be together, blah, blah, blah. They, because it's still, it was still difficult to get out of Iran. I want to say it's Iran. Hopefully that's what it was. So they agreed to meet in Turkey and it was their first time seeing each other in 35 years. And granted they were young, but they weren't young, young. So the white man is like damn near 70. Damn. Oh, that would hit me right I'm in not the heart. Sh- I'm not sure how old the Iranian man was because they said he was younger, but they never really confirmed how much younger or I just missed it because I'm trash. Um, So they seen each other for the first time in 35 years. And the whole plan was for them to find a way to get him out of Iran and they be together and spend the rest of their lives together after keeping this romance alive for 35 years. What happened was... The Iranian man, he brought some documentation with him that he shouldn't have, and it was seized. They let him go through, but they took his stuff for investigation. 
they consulted a lawyer because he wasn't supposed to bring anything. He wasn't supposed to do anything to jeopardize him being able to get back into mm-hmm. his country. He brought like an applic either an, an actual travel visa or an application for a travel visa. They thought he had brought some, or maybe they said when they took his his bag that he brought like anti-government propaganda and things of that nature. So they consulted a lawyer. The lawyer told them there's a 50-50 chance that they won't mess with you or that they will they will snatch you and they will torture oh my you. God. And that is it, you know, like that's the risk that you take going back to your country. You know, obviously they were having issues with the normal ways to get him a visa to be able to go to like the United States or something. So then they have this dilemma and it was kind of awkward between them because obviously, you know, the one guy, he wants him to stay and it's like, we'll figure something out from here, from Turkey, but don't go back. Well, the man decided to go back Lord, and the worst of what was predicted came true. Like it, it was so you guys, cause this guy, he has to be at least 60 and they, I can't even remember all of the stuff that they said that they, I think they said they pulled off his fingernails and dug out one of his eyes and uh-uh. broke like 12 See, bones. And I would have got so invested in that movie, honey. And when that would have been the end, I would have threw my TV away. I, I was sitting here and I, you know what? I wasn't surprised because watching the movie and seeing his cues and everything after 35 years, he was still struggling with his sexuality. Mm. And that was why he was hesitant on whether or not he wanted to leave. I don't remember if they said that he did that to sabotage it, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's a theory anyway. And I think they said they like broke his legs and his arm. Like they really tortured. Did they kill him though? He was in the hospital for a long time. I think they I want to say two months and the guy, the white guy, he was back home and wherever he lived somewhere in California or whatever. And he was saying, you know, after that incident, they didn't, they weren't really talking the way that they used to. I mean, for obvious reasons. They kind of ended it saying that the man was in Iran saying that he's not, he was still holding that he's not gay. Sis, really? Yeah, it was a lot. Anyway, you guys know I find these movies and they be a lot. So check those out before the fall on Amazon prime but i think you have to rent it because i don't know whatever you can find it and alex and ali so guest after that very long school in life what's yours <laughs> um well i have a couple of school in lives um mainly to do with sexual assault um because it's just been such a big thing lately i mean it's always yeah. a big thing i mean i am a right. cis black woman i'm very straight mostly straight i think um but I'm really thinking, like, I guess today when, you know, we decided I was going to be on the podcast, I was kind of thinking, like, I don't want to put myself into this. But I mean, of course, I've gotten sexually assaulted. I went to a black college. I'm black. I deal with black men, you know, even white men. Like, I've, I've gotten it from everywhere. But I don't think that I really thought about it. So when I was in college, I was really close and, you know, to this um, girl who was a lesbian. She was actually my my best friend's roommate or sweet mate, one of the two, right? So um, we went to a frat party. I'm not going to say the frat because I feel like they've taken a lot of heat and I'm not going to put that on them. Um, we went to a frat party 
this frat has a reputation for being very lewd, very over-sexual, humping air, etc. Um, mm-hmm. Now, my dad is one of those, too. So my biological father is in that fraternity, so that, too. But I'll never forget. I mean, her friend, our friend, she was out. She was a lesbian. You know, she was kind of butch. She was kind of, you know, like very, I don't know if you want to call it tomboyish. It was just who she was. She, you know, wore jeans and polo shirts, wore cologne, all of that cute little thing, right? We get to the party mm-hmm. and everybody's drinking, of course. And we've, we're have we no more than 19 at this time. So I remember one of the guys in the fraternity kind of pushed up on me, but I was flirting with him. So I was like, it was super consensual. It was cool. I knew him outside. But then... One of his friends came up that was also in the fraternity and started flirting with my friend that was a lesbian. Well, of course, she was like, you know, that's not really my type of height. I'm here for the drinks. You know, I'm, I just came because my friends. As a, he basically pushed her up against the wall and like body rolled on her in this kind of way. But I remember he slipped his hand between her legs. It was supposed to be like, I guess if you were flirting with him. And it was consensual. It would have been cool. It would have been like, oh, you know, but she didn't want it. And I remember she got so upset about it. And me being 19, me not really understanding the idea of sexual assault. I was I told her, I'm like, I get it. You're upset. You're mad. But why are you at this party if that's not because you know what kind of reputation they have? Well, I'm trash for that. Super Super problematic. problematic. But again, I was 19 years old, kind of not really understanding the intersections of, you know, if you know what? No, I'm not going to get myself. If somebody don't want you to fucking touch them, you shouldn't put your hands on them in general. I think that I was so trying to, Oh, let's not make this a big thing. Everybody's having a good time, you know, type thing. And she stopped talking to me after that for like a smooth month. And I will never forget what she told me. She said, you are a straight woman. It's bad enough that it happens to you. But at least, you know, that's somebody of your sexuality, not saying you want it, not saying, you know, if you were sexually assaulted, you deserved it. But I am a lesbian. And I feel like there is another step in that, because not only are they violating my privacy and they're violating my personal space, they're also trying to make me straight. Like I told you I was a lesbian, but you didn't want to believe it or you didn't. You felt like you could turn me or whatever. And she was like, that's why I got so mad. It wasn't so much the, you know, the touching or whatever. It was the, you really violated. I told you this wasn't what I was into. And I'm still really close to her to this day. And I stop myself whenever I have, you know, I hear a story of sexual assault. I don't question the victim. I don't. Because I remember when I did it that one time and I remember how mad it made her. And I remember how, damn, it really made me think like, okay, this is not cool. Like if they don't want to be touched, if they don't want to, like, there's nothing that would make that okay. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing that anybody could say or do that would make that okay. If they weren't cool with it, they were just not cool with it. And it wasn't right. So that's my first school in life. Like I've seen so much victim blaming on Twitter on Facebook or, well, why did they, like with the whole Weinstein thing or Weinstein or how the fuck, well, why would they go anywhere alone with them? Or why didn't they just say no at the time? Like all these questions that you like asking somebody after the fact, I'm sure that they ask these, themselves these same questions, you know? Like I just, I don't get, this is why rape culture keeps going on and on and on because it's not like, I feel like rapists and men who, and, men, and women, who commit sexual assault feel like they have the safe haven, like this cover 
Because someone's always going to question the victim. It's never going to be like, oh, he did it. That nigga did it. <laughs> you know, it's always going to be some yeah. other layer of, well, okay, he did it. But what was she wearing? You know, did she, what, what did she say to him before? Like, I don't understand why. And I get this is getting into my second school in life. Consent. Like, why is consent such a hard thing to understand? I don't, I don't get it. I don't, and I guess I've just been thinking about that, you know, just watching some of the, the reactions on, on um, Twitter with all of this stuff coming out. And as a person who has been sexually assaulted and was actually very public about being sexually assaulted after the fact, when I felt like, you know what, I'm not going to let this dude do this to somebody else. I had so many people question me. I'm like, why you got the nerve to question me when he's the one doing wrong? There were other women corroborating my story and y'all still had questions for me. But that's pretty much it. I don't watch some sad movies. I ain't built like like uh like you. I can't do that. <laughs> Cause you know I'd be a puddle. Well, we're gonna move right along. I feel like your school in life might have actually been better suited for the come quick segment. So we're gonna move oh, along okay. to the come quick segment. I'm gonna come, sir. Oh yeah. So I have two things this week. The first is I did a poll. Y'all know how I do my Twitter polls. And the poll was for gays specifically. Do you kiss your platonic friends on the mouth when you greet or say goodbye to them? The reason why I asked this is because I was watching a lot of foreign uh, LGBT movies. And, you know, their culture in Europe is just much different than it is here. So the answers were sure and bitch, what the fuck? <laughs> Sorry. So, 22% said sure and an overwhelming 78% said bitch what the fuck I am not that kind of gay I don't have any platonic friends that we kiss when we, we I mean to be honest I barely hug my friends so um yeah that's true actually well we, we hug but every time we see each other it's been a while since we've seen each other you I've have gotten, gotten better. better yeah um, I've gotten better cause at first I was like I, fe oh, I felt it in your body <laughs> it's all good though but yeah. i you know i think maybe it's a cultural thing too because we're we talking about like you know french or you know kind of european people are very right. kissy very right, open right. very huggy you guys will say it's a whole different culture over there like it's a whole it's just different so but in america 78 percent of y'all who took this poll said mm -hmm. hail to the gnaw so the next thing i had is something that i saw in one of these movies and there were there was a scene where there were two guys walking down two friends and one of them had met a guy and the other was listing off qualities about what the guy may have had to explain why the friend had not introduced his mm -hmm. friend to his you know boyfriend and he was listing stuff off and one of them was he or he, he does he not have a relationship with his yeah. family and i said oh so I had a question that I wanted to pose and we can talk about real quick. And that is in dating situations, is it a deal breaker if a person has a bad or no relationship with their family? Now, the other reason why I had this question is because if you've listened to this show long enough, you know that I do not have much of a relationship with my family. So when I heard that immediately, it stuck out. But I'm curious about um, your thoughts. How do you I, feel I, about it? I really don't want to say that's a deal breaker for me. Um, I know that families can be toxic. Um, I am in no way, just because somebody birthed you mm -hmm. or 
provided the sperm for you to be birthed does not mean that they truly care about you or like you. I will say that, not love you, because a lot of people claim to love you because they have to love you, but a lot of people's parents don't like them. And I don't feel like you should have to fake that relationship if it ain't there, hell. You know, I've, I have more power to people because it takes a strong person to be like, you know what, I'm not I'm not going to deal with this. I feel like that's stronger than just staying in the situation and kind of being like, uh, my parents are my parents type thing. Um, I don't, that doesn't have bearing when I'm dating somebody because I feel like for me to know that about them, I'm going to get some kind of backstory. It's not just going to be like, oh, I don't fuck with them. You know, it's going to be, there's going to be a deep reason why you don't, and you know, that might make me, if you don't fuck with them, I don't fuck with them. You know, I'm just that type of person. So it wouldn't make a big deal to me. Now, I say that, but on the flip side, I have dated people who, while I dated men who did not have good relationships with their families, and it ended up coming out in our relationship. But I feel like that requires therapy. I don't think that them having some kind of magical, great relationship with their family as it stands now would have kind of gone around that. I just think issues are issues. And, you know, those things, right. how, when your family hurts you, that stays with you. That's not something that goes away, you know, and sometimes it does come out in the wash and other things, but I feel like that's something that you could get hope for. Something that, you know, if your partner, you and your partner on terms like that, maybe they can help you through if they love you like that or whatever. So no, nah, it's not a deal breaker for me. I, I think I agree. I think it depends on the circumstances. And as you said, because knowing the backstory will hopefully give you some inclination on whether or not it's going to be something that comes up in your relationship. And as a person who is in this predicament, I wouldn't want someone to say, Oh, you don't, you don't talk to your mama. Well, we can't date because I have a very, a lot of times, especially amongst black people, we don't give allowances for people having different Uh, relationships with their families. we automatically assume that I love my mama to death and I do anything for her. So everybody, because that's your mama and how I feel about my mama must be the way you feel about your mama. But me and my mama don't have a relationship. And if we keep it in a hundred percent funky, just because somebody says they have a good relationship, their mother does not mean that relationship is healthy. Cause I would, I mean, I have dated a guy who basically his mother was his girlfriend. Damn near. Like it was a creepy relationship. Like it's like at first it's like, oh, I love my mom. You know, my mom is my best friend and all of this. But then I realized his mother thought I was trying to replace her. That's just not like, I feel like it could go either way. It's really just depends on the situation. They say they got a good relationship, they mama. And he cheating on you, his mama covering up for him. So (laughs) they do have a good relationship. They do have a good relationship. You don't have a good relationship. relationship. His mama ain't shit. (laughs) Yeah. So they do. Shit, they think it's thieves. So, yeah, okay. I feel like that could go either way. I feel like mothers and sons, especially, are very a touchy thing. A very touchy thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that's a whole different episode. Invite me back for that. I got so, a, a story. Let's move Let's... on. <laughs> so, we're going to move on to the main topic. This week, we are going to have another fun buzzfeed episode so this article says how popular are your relationship opinions and actually i think that is a good segue from the last come quick question that i had so let's go first question says you've gone on five dates with someone and you plan on going on more would you say the two of you are talking seeing each other dating in a relationship 
or it really depends on if we're hooking up or have had full on sex. So what would you say, Brie? What did you say? No, I want to hear you say. What did you say first? I said that's seeing each other. Okay, I agree. I said that seeing each other because nothing else makes right. sense I to me. I feel like after like talking is just like that. Like, and you know you're going on more. You're more than yeah. talking because talking well, is just we'll to say, me. Hold that uh, thought we'll because that. We'll, get, we'll get there. Yeah. Okay, so we agree seeing each but, other. Yes, yeah, seeing right. each other. What does it mean if you say you're talking to someone, quote unquote? This is a can of worms. <laughs> okay. You've texted a few times. <laughs> you hang out with them here and there. You're hooking up, but not having full on sex yet. You're having sex with them. You hang out with them regularly, but it's very casual. It base it's sorry. It's basically the same thing as seeing quote unquote and dating quote unquote. I don't know why there are different terms. Um, so I'm not obviously the last answer is out because there's levels to the shit and that's just it is what it is. All right. It's levels to the shit. Several levels. But to me, talking to someone, mm, I just feel like I feel like this is a range. Mm, I, I can because agree. It could be we've only texted a couple of, or we text or it could be. I don't think it's anything sexual. Yeah, though. but I'm like, I don't think it's happening. That's where I draw sex. the hard not, line. Not for me. I agree with you. I'm, I'm right, in between. I, you hang out with them here and there, and you've texted them a few times because I feel like you're right. There are levels to this. But, honey, if I'm just talking to somebody. They have not seen my vagina in any kind of circumstances, number one. Number two, right. this must have been some white people who wrote this because it said you're hooking up but not having full-on sex yet. Okay. Yeah. Um, You know, you know, I feel like hooking up ain't a black thing anyway because I feel like. If we go on, honey, we going all the way. I feel like, you know, maybe heavy petting, even I, I wouldn't call that talking. But, you know, it's such a weird thing because yeah. a girl, you know, or a guy, whoever will pop up and be like, oh, I used to talk to him. Well, what does that mean? Because that could have mean y'all, you just right. exchange phone numbers and y'all used to text back and forth. Or it could have mean that to you that y'all was, you know, in it to win it for a minute. So I feel like. Well, let me preface it. For me, I think it's those things, but with intent. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think that's a very specific thing to keep in mind because a lot of times we try to downplay what talking to someone means because if it didn't work out or if you want to be shady, you can just say, oh, we used to talk. And to you, that or what you're trying to, to put out there is it wasn't a big deal, but I feel like when you're talking to someone, it's with intention. Yes. Now, what the intention is, whether it's purely physical or more, that's different. So, next up, it says, what does it mean if you say you're seeing someone? But whatever. The choices are, you're just having sex with them. You've hung out with them casually a few times. You've gone on a few dates with them. You're basically in an exclusive relationship. You just haven't had, quote unquote, the talk yet. It's basically the same thing as talking and dating. I don't know why there are different terms. I feel like we can skip this one because we already define what we think seeing someone means. Well, before we do skip this one, I do want to say this. I would say my answer to this one is, yeah, it's, it's between you've gone on a few dates and you're basically in a exclusive relationship. Because the only reason I could see saying this, like, oh, I'm seeing someone, is if I was talking to some old work right. that didn't make the cut. 
And I'm like, you know, I'm seeing somebody right now. This ain't going to be, this is me and you are not where it's at. I mean, for the terms, we're kind of adapting to the terms because I would never actually say out of my mouth, I'm seeing someone. I would say yeah. I'm dating someone. So that actually yeah, is so the I feel next like they're one. pretty interchangeable. Okay, well, the next one says, what does it mean if you're dating someone? And the answers are, you've been out to drinks and dinner with them. You're hooking up, but not having full-on sex. Come on, copy and paste on multiple motherfucking questions. You're having sex with them. You're to the point where you can comfortably sit around and hang out on the couch with no serious plans. You are exclusively seeing each other. It's basically the same thing, blah, 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 blah. Um, if I say I'm dating someone, then uh, to me, that's interchangeable with relationship. Like, I mean, because I'm not going to say um, I'm in a relationship with so I'm going to say, well, no, I take that back. I could say I'm dating some. I feel like because dating could be either exclusive or it could be all the above. But we're still right. we're not exclusive. And see, that's where I have. A, a well, I, I agree a more on that side. There is a range. But when I personally say I am dating someone, that means we've been out on several dates, but we have not. We may have done the do, but we haven't had that conversation like, oh, so what's what's up? What's right. up? You know, are we going to date? You're not in a relationship. Right. Like we're dating. But then I date when I date, I date multiple people. So I may be dating two guys like we, you know, my dance card is full type right. deal. But, it's not it's not the serious relationship. Right. It's not to me. I agree. All right. When do you decide to tell someone you love them for the first time? <laughs> In this economy, girl, please. <laughs> only once you've kissed for the first time, only mm-hmm. after your significant other has said it to you, Petty. Only after you're in an exclusive, committed relationship. As soon as you feel it, whether you're in a relationship or not, girl. While you're having mm-hmm. sex for the first time, girl, <laughs> or after, I guess. I don't know. I play it by ear. I say I don't know. I play it by ear. Cause this I'm is- going to go ahead and say, um, uh, I'm maybe not having sex the first time, but I have a system. What I do is if I'm in, you know, in the, the throes of romance or whatever you said, that doesn't count. Come on, You know, for romance. real, for real. <laughs> if you like if you fucking them and it's getting good to you or whatever and you thought I love you out that's kind of where you gauge like they gonna say it back they gonna say it back oh, I, okay I, I, they don't say it back then it's cool you could just be like you know what we were fucking I was just trying to say whatever to keep you hyped up right oh, right that's not my ministry <laughs> I mean you know straight men are very different characters this so is actual and factual I'd say play it by ear because I don't know. Every relationship is different, so it's hard to have a set system. Can I pick like three? I'm going to say while you're having sex, that's the tester. I'm also going to say only after they said it to you. And then I'm also going to say, I don't know, I'll play it by ear. Girl, bye. (laughs) (laughs) I've selected all three. (laughs) Well, I don't don't like saying You might as well not. The last one is basically the, the same as the other two. Like, you playing it by ear whether you decide it's when you have sex for the first time or after they said it to you. You're playing it by ear, so... Yeah. Play it by ear. I think that's a think, catch-all answer. I, I, yeah, that's a catch-all. Play it by ear, but don't say it first, though. Girl. Would you <laughs> ever spy on your significant other's text messages, email, etc.? Yes, and I'm not proud of it, but I do it all the time. Hmm. Maybe, but only if I had something to be suspicious about. 
maybe, but only if their phone or computer was out in the open and I didn't have to do any actual snooping. I mean, if you make the dis okay. No, <laughs> right. I would never go through their personal things. Mm, my answer is no. I would never go through their personal things. Girl. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the answer I put on paper. Now the real answer is when I tell you yes. you dusted that off it. and tried it and tried it and tried it again. <laughs> you tried that. That's my professional answer I put on my resume. But my real wow. answer is hell the fuck yes. I feel like I have to I subscribe to this whole oh no, their things are their things. They don't go through the phone for so long that when I had doubts, I like and my intuition was telling me something's off and I needed to confirm it. I was like, oh no, I'm not gonna do that. That's terrible. But every time I've had doubts and my intuition pushed me that way, I just needed solid proof. So, and you know, I'm not a snooper in the fact that I'm going to go up through your back, you know, behind your back. I'm pretty much, you don't need to go through a phone or an email to figure out what it is. If you ask them about it and you say, can I see? And they act crazy about it. You already know your answer. That's true. I, mm. So is it snooping if you tell the nigga you about to go through their shit? No, I feel like that's a declaration. All right, then. So I declare that I'm going through your shit. Um, Pass. Because you have to put yourself in the mindset of being in a relationship and that makes my skin crawl. Like that makes my booty itch <laughs> not in a good way. Like, ugh. There you know what you're right. Because there is this fire that creeps up from your back and it rises up your neck when you feel like something ain't right. When you feel like your significant mm -hmm. other is lying to you, that is the worst feeling in the world. And even mm -hmm. though I want to be mature and say, oh, I'd never go through their personal things, it's not the truth. I'm, I'm a grown-ass woman. I'm not trying to be wasting time with nobody who ain't really about me, you know? And That's some people true. will tell you anything. And sometimes you just need to see it to set yourself free. Yeah. I'm going to say no because... I feel like I'm direct enough in my dealings that if I was in a relationship and I felt like something wasn't right, then that's going to get handled. And, and it's not going to be a lingering thing where I'm feeling insecure or I'm feeling like something's not right. My niggy sense is telling me there's something going on. I'm okay. not going to be living with that. So I'm, you know, I'm going to do my best to nip that in the bud quickly. So let me and if stop I don't, you there and let me ask you this. So right. say that, okay. Question? You're direct, yes. You're direct in your, your questioning to your significant other. And they say, yeah. they get defensive. Why are you acting like that? Why you want to know that? What does that make you do? I'm going to tell their ass exactly why. Hell, I would have already told them why. Being like, this is how I'm feeling. And this is why. Now you come with the real real because I don't want to have to bust your ass with a bag of nickels if you sit up here lying to me and I find out on the back end. Well. Yeah. So I'm going to say no. I'm like, I would just break up. Like, this is the read. I would just break up. Like, <laughs> if you'd be like, why you want to go through my motherfucking, you know what, bye. You know, and you know I ain't built like that. I got to know why. Oh, you know I am definitely built like and that. And you know, you okay. know, I feel like that's where we are yin and yang fundamentally different but i know how to speak your language yes, i guess absolutely 
I don't understand it fully. I understand it enough to help you. <laughs> well, that's you know what that's giving myself a lot because I could have been ruining your life all these years. <laughs> that's very true. Oh my gosh! And I just be like, uh huh. Yeah, you fuck. Yes, you are absolutely <laughs> right. You could have been ruining Listen, my life. Let me tell y'all the kind of friend I am. I'm the friend that friends hit up when something's going on and they want to get a read. Because they'll tell me about it and then I'll start going off in the text mm. and then they'll take what I said and use it in their arguments. I'm that friend. I have copied and pasted it many times. Yeah. But you are also the friend that that you are the friend I call to drag me. Sometimes yeah. I'm, I'm an I really equal opportunity dragger. And it don't so. matter. We've been friends. We've been friends for like what? Almost. I want to say almost 10 years now. Uh, maybe like six seven or eight i think yeah something close to that it's almost 10 it's been a long ass time it's been a long ass time um but i feel like you're the friend that if i'm kind of like going back and forth on something and i need to make sure that i'm not bugging you will tell me straight out you don't sugarcoat it like no bitch you you need to that's true I am definitely like if you want somebody that's gonna tell you that whatever you saying is right and agree with you one hundred percent and not challenge you, don't call me. <laughs> you because your ass gonna be upset. You are not the confirmation friend. You are. Definitely I am. De- not. I am not because you're gonna be mad as hell, and I'm gonna hang up and go to bed. So know your friends. Know who you can take what to. Yeah. Next up, it says, "Are you okay with your significant other watching porn while you're in a committed relationship?" Yes, we watch together. Yep, I do it and they should feel free to do it too. Yes, but I don't ask and I don't want to know. No, I wouldn't be okay with it and would need to have an honest talk about it. No, that's basically cheating and would be a deal breaker for me. Nigga, what? what? Okay, girl. I, I'm just going to say yes. Yeah, I mean, it's not a huge deal I don't deal need to these me. other qualifiers. It's just yes. You know, I've had a significant... Maybe we'll watch it together. Maybe... You'll watch it when you want to, if I'm at work and you, you know, whatever. I don't, that's not a big deal to me. I've had a significant other who like to send me clips or like, you know, watch this. And I was cool with it. I think, you know, I'm a naturally goofy person. So I don't want to watch together most of the time because it wouldn't be a sexy thing. It would be like me roasting the people who are doing it. Can we talk about it? Because (laughs) having sex with porn playing in the background is not as sexy as it sounds. It's not as fun as it sounds. Especially with gay porn because they be doing the most. Well, I guess in porn in general, they be doing Um, the most. Confession, I honestly will watch what my search is ebony lesbians. I know. Because I feel like it's the most realistic of everything. I'm not really here to see, you know, 35 minutes of dick sucking. That doesn't do much for me. Um, listen, get get lockjaw out of my face. Listen, I don't, I need, don't that. need that. And I feel like I just need. Oh, I Unless like, maybe it's multiple people coming in. Maybe. I don't even like that. Um, maybe. I mean, but I fast forward through porn a lot. I'm like, there's certain things that I want to see. I don't need all this fluffing and all of these weird ass camera angles and y'all over right. here laughing and I can see the microphone in the back and I can see this nigga wearing Jordans and a white t-shirt I don't need all that no I, I try to find porn that's more about? suited towards women like now in my later like I used yeah. to be like a Wesley Pipes fan and I thought it was but I thought it was more funny than it was sexy but if I'm really looking to like enjoy myself with it you know what I'm saying I'm gonna go for probably maybe threesome that are like heavy lesbian but threesome too so there's a dick there but I feel like the women care mm. more about what they doing and it looks more realistic because I'm not trying to see you know dry 
sad sex in the porno. It'd it be out there. It's out there. And people act like it's the best thing. But I guess being a woman, I know what's real. So if I'm seeing this man yeah. digging this woman out and she making all kind of noise, but it don't look like nothing, I'm like, y'all lying. Both of y'all lying. Oh, ugly ass lies. Well, I am team bisexual porn. So everybody can get it porn. Anyway, I don't know why we're still talking about porn. Let's, Let's move go on. on. Would you move in with the girl? Would you move in with a significant other before you were engaged or married? Yuck. Yes, absolutely. Only we, if we have been together for a really long time. Only if my significant other promised we'd be engaged soon. Mm-hmm. Only if I had no other housing option and it was the last resort. Come through homosexual. Only if my parents or family were okay with it. Nope, never. Um, I my answer is actually a hitting answer, and it is Whoopi Goldberg. I don't want nobody in my house. Nigga, that is a mood. It's a lifestyle, and that's just where I am right now. Like I could, my ideal situation would be if a nigga was like, "Listen, I really like you. We've been dating. Let's be in a relationship. Let's do whatever, whatever." I'm gonna be like, okay. Let's move in together. No, I feel like that's why I would backtrack. Um, I you maintain. I'm I am here for a dual home relationship. You have yours, and I have mine. You know what? I wouldn't even be opposed if you lived next door, as long as you're just not in my space. You know what I mean? And we can have sleepovers. We can have little staycations, vacations. I can pack my things and come to your mm-hmm. house. You can pack some of your things and come to mine. However, the common factor in this would be you have your house and I have mine. Um, I'm- That is the mood and wave I'm on. It probably sounds like, oh, that's a waste of money or whatever. My space and peace is very important to me. I don't mind paying for it. I'm doing it already. Anyway, what would you do if all of your family or friends didn't like your significant other? Dump your significant other immediately. Try to change my significant other based on friends and family's critiques. I would hear my family and friends out and see if what they're saying was reasonable. I wouldn't take my family friends opinion too seriously. It's my happiness, not theirs. I'm going to say it's a tie between dump my uh, significant other immediately and I'd hear them out and see what they were saying is yeah, reasonable. That would be mine. You have just to know, because I I'm, have a Nana. Yeah. Um, Nana don't play no fucking games. Come on, praying grandmother. My praying grandmother see through people before they even speak. So if my Nana says that you are fucked up, I trust my Nana over whatever your raggedy ass got to say. Like there is no, like my grandmother is just, she be summoning ancestors reading people. Like she knows what she's talking about. Every time I've ever tried to go against, I love him. You know, no, he's not what you think he is. He ended up being just what she thought he was. And my friends, I feel like I have a gift of discernment for the most part in everything but relationships. That my friends, damn truth. my friends are amazing. My friends always have my best interests at heart. I don't have to worry about that. So if they tell me, Brie, girl, I love you, but no, this ain't a good look. They wouldn't lead me wrong. I just trust them like that. Yeah. 
I would definitely hear hear them out because like I could see if maybe I introduce my significant other and Juanita don't like them. Yeah, I can see that. Cause Juanita don't like no damn body. She don't. She I don't even know if she like us, and we don't like you either, bitch. <laughs> we love her so much. Love you, yeah. Juanita. I would say I would hear them out. I will say though, if you come to my home and my cat, if nigga cat don't like you really don't like you then i'm gonna be looking at you funny because cats babies and animals know because my son is the same way my daughter too when she was little shoot even now my daughter's 11 my son is two uh my son just will not go near you he won't speak to you curtis has literally seen this with certain people Mm -hmm. if he don't feel you he don't feel you like whatsoever my daughter's the same way but she's polite but she's snarky and my if you knew my child Jaden is like perfect child she's super sweet she's super nice but you will only hear her be sarcastic or snarky if she really doesn't like you or she's feeling something off about you. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. Shout out to Jaden, though. Yes, yeah, definitely shout out to Jaden. Best kid ever. Little, let's rinse our mouth out because talking about your children and then this next question is much. Do you <laughs> care how many sexual partners your significant other has been with? No, what's in the past is the past. And no, as long as they get tested for sexually transmitted infections and are honest about it with me, yes, I would want to be the first and only person they are intimate with, girl. Mm, this is the year of our Lord 2017 and we are in Listen. our 30s. Listen, yes, I want them to have some experience before we hook up. Yes, if their number is something I'd consider high, I don't even think about it, to be honest. I don't think about it. To be honest, I don't think about I mean, the number. I think about answer. the status. I need you. You know what? You're right. I would say though, but it doesn't matter if I mean you could tell me you're a virgin. I'm gonna be like, okay. So when we go to the doctor, they are gonna have this needle right for that <laughs> arm. All right. Make sure you drink some water before we go. Cause they gonna need that blood. Yeah. Don't have your veins playing hide and go the fuck seek when we get up there. They are gonna have to do a little prick. And that's just, it is what it is. So yeah, I think it we're in agreement what there. It is. And it's Show because... me. The dick facts. Yes. Show me the pussy facts. It's not uncomfortable to ask anymore. Um, I, you know, it I keep my be. results. That they, it, they make it very easy for you. Most doctors have web portals that you can log on to and get your most recent test yep. results. Um, yep. I go to the doctor for checkups and, you know, other health reasons about every six months. I will. I have a great relationship with my doctor. If you don't have insurance, then you could go right down to the free clinic and get you right fixed up. I mean, it's not hard to get tested these days. And I feel like if you don't want to get tested when I bring that conversation to you, then you really don't want this pussy. Like, I'm too, I can't do it. I sexually yeah. transmitted, I work in research and I know how pervasive these diseases are. And the, the people who are getting infected are the people who are too scared to step up and ask hey um have you been tested because i mean i feel like i shouldn't have this have this conversation about looking safe or you know whatever you can put lipstick on a pig (laughs) all day it might be cute but you know it's still a pig like you know and i'm not trying to put that negative connotation on spis because god knows there's too much shame surrounding them but we got to at least be comfortable like hey i want to make sure that you don't have any spis before i right Place my right. golden pussy on you. Right. We can sum all that up with saying if 
you number one don't be afraid to ask and number two if they fly off the handle when you ask move on to the next all right so speaking of moving on to the next how do you know when to bring someone home to meet your family what yuck (laughs) once (laughs) not yuck though yuck as fuck once you're in an exclusive relationship once you've been together for about a year once you've had sex girl once you've decided to get engaged if your family is in town and it's convenient you just know okay i don't ever have to meet my family that me it me that's me no don't meet my family yuck um it's kind of i mean but i don't meet my family let me let me rephrase that because i need to factor in my friends because my friends are my family um i would say exclusive is not the right word maybe i would say serious like if i'm seriously committed to you like we are in this relationship we worked out all the kinks we've defined what kind of relationship we are in we are not going into it assuming everything is going to be a monogamous regular relationship those conversations will be had And once we commit to each other and I feel that you feel the same way and you're not just going through the motions, then I would feel safe introducing you to my family, a.k.a. my very close friends who got me through thick and thin. Thank you for being friends. Amen. Okay. What was your answer? My answer is my uh, it's different for me because I have kids Um, and Mm -hmm. I consider my kids, you know, my family like that's my immediate family is me and my children. Then it's, you know, parents, cousins, uncles, and stuff like that. Um, I guess me being 33, I don't want to introduce anybody to my parents, right? Like, ever. Um, (laughs) I'm at the point now, like, I could probably be be married and, like, then my mama might meet you at a cookout. I don't feel like hearing their mouth. You know, like I just, my family is very vocal. They're very open. And I feel, I don't feel like fucking explaining my family to you. Like, I feel like my family needs to come with an explanation. Listen, my mama is kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like, I need, it's it's a lot. I mean, my kids, if we're just narrowing it down to the kids, I feel like if I felt like we were serious and moving towards something very serious, I would introduce Mm -hmm. you to my kids in the capacity of you being a friend of mine. Not in a relationship capacity whatsoever. And I don't think I would ever introduce anybody else into a relationship, you know, to my kids unless I was seriously like had a ring on my finger. Right. Put a ring on it. Put a ring on it then maybe. Would you ever stay with a significant other if they cheated on you? Yes, everyone makes mistakes. Mm. (laughs) Maybe if it was the first time it ever happened. Not sure, but I'd at least hear them out. Never, it'd be instantly over for me. I feel like it would be over for me because, again, in the talks had before getting into the relationship, I'm not even, I don't even see myself in a traditional relationship. Let me put that out there. So if we have a non-traditional relationship, meaning that there's probably a lot that you can do that I won't care about and you still find a way to violate something to make me feel like you've cheated on me after I've, after we've done all of this work, building up this structure, it's over, dog. Well, like I, I wouldn't be able to trust. <clears throat> it's hard for me to trust to begin with. 
So if you break my trust in this manner, I wouldn't have much left. But what say um, you? I say that I'd at least hear them out. I'm not committing either way. Um, and I guess it's because I've been in relationships where I have a little bit more to lose if I just walked out, you know. And it could have been something like not saying that cheating is ever excusable, but God knows it could have been me cheating. <laughs> you know, maybe it was, you know, I would try to get my the other person the same kind of grace I would want. Um, but I got to hear something really good. Mm. So I say that I don't I'd say I just I leave, at least hear, hear them out. If I if I find out you cheating, if I walk in on you cheating, it's going to be if good. I walk in on you cheating, I'm going to stab you. It's two hours. Either you can go or I can go. But somebody got to go. Anyway, would any of these excuses, speaking of needing to hear something good, be enough to stay with someone who cheated on you? Excuse number one. I was drunk or blacked out. It was a one-time thing, I promise. It took messing up to learn my lesson. Oh, shit, bitch. It was purely physical. The person means nothing to me. That's your typical uh, Caucasian answer. It felt like you were distant and I acted out for attention. That's the nigga answer. We hadn't been intimate in so long and it felt like you didn't want to be with me anymore. Now, that's a universal answer. Potentially a few, some of the above, none of the above is over. So I'm going to let you go Um, first. I'm going to say that I don't like excuses. So none of these would be, but it wouldn't be none of the above is over. It would have to be like, let's not give excuses. Let's own up to what you did. And let's talk about accountability. Mm -hmm. Accountability. Let's talk about how we're going to move past it. So the excuses are not a thing for me. Yeah, I agree. What is your take on being in a relationship with multiple people at the same time? And I'm assuming they mean full-fledged relationship and not just dating. As long as they know about each other, it's cool. As long as they don't know about each other, it's cool. I think it's totally normal to be in a relationship and have someone on the side. Relationships are meant to be between two people only. Okay. You should do whatever makes you happy as long as everyone is consenting. Uh, Guess first Um, on this one. uh, I'm trying to understand the question. They mean something like poly or they mean something like I got my main and then I got my sides. It just says relationship. Okay, well, I'm going to say... I'm going to give two answers. As long as they know about each other, it's cool if I'm dating two people. Like, I'm not in a relationship with... No, 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 no. The, the but question it says is being in a relationship a, with multiple yeah. people. So I'm going to just go ahead and say, um, not for me. Um, I think I'm, I'm not... Well, I guess you should do whatever makes you happy as long as everyone is considering. But it's for me, that's a no. I'm going to say, yeah, as long as, as long as everything is out in the open... Because, again, I don't see myself in a traditional relationship anyway. So, although I'm not about that triad shit, like, for me. Like, if you want to have two boyfriends and I'm one of them, okay, cool. But don't bring a boyfriend to me because I don't don't know her. (laughs) I don't know her. Do you believe that everyone has one soulmate? Yes, absolutely. There's someone out there for everyone. No, I think there are multiple soulmates out there for everyone. Um, No, soulmates are not a thing. Oh, boo, you whore. I don't really know, but I hope so. I think there are multiple soulmates out there for everyone. And I don't think it, I don't, because I don't think a soulmate is necessarily romantic. 
I mean, I guess if you lucky or whatever and you favored by Cupid or whatever, I mean, I guess if one of your soulmates happened to be your partner, that would be ideal. I mean, I guess if that's the kind of shit that you're into, all right? I feel like, I mean, I feel like the the older I get, the less my significant others are my soulmates. I feel like you're my soulmate. I feel like like my friend April's my soulmate. I feel like people you have soul ties with who know you in and out, who really protect your uh -huh. heart. Those are my soulmates. I don't think I would give that to a significant other. Right. So I'm going to say multiple yeah. soulmates I, I out there for everyone. Right. And it's, I don't think it's necessarily a romantic okay. thing either. Okay. Last question. What do you think is the most important thing in a relationship? Sex, trust, yes. respect, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, love, wealth, aka money, the shmoney, same sense of humor, same values or interests. Uh, what do you say? Cause, mm. um, I would say respect, but honey, I'm 33 years old starting over. I'm going to go with my girl Cardi B. I'm all about that shmoney. Um, <laughs> I ain't trying to be broke no more. I ain't trying to date nobody for no love while I'm sitting here broke. I would say, you know what? No, I feel like if I pick respect, it encompasses everything. If I say respect is important to me, everything is going to fall into respect, except maybe like the same sense of humor. Because you can't respect me and be broke. Because you being disrespectful to me. I don't know. I feel like I don't have enough relationship experience to know what the most important thing in one is. Well, just just pick like, okay, based off of your experience. You know what? I take have. that back. I'm going to say trust. You're right. You're right. There you go. Tell me. Tell me at this particular point in my life, I think trust is probably the most important thing. I think it's the most fleeing thing. That That is well, yeah. what I have the most problem with is the whole trust thing. Right. Well, yeah. that's what I say. Because it's so hard for me to trust, if you gain my trust, I feel like that's probably wow. the most important thing in the relationship because mm -hmm. my trust will give you a lot of leeway right. on stuff. And if if my trust is important in the or trust in the relationship is important, I feel like the rest of these will fall somewhere in the spectrum. So okay. With that being said, that is going to wrap up the main discussion of this episode. Now, we are going to move on to the Man segment with Songbird. Amen. We are back for another iteration of Man. I have the lovely Songbird with me once again. Thank you so much for joining me. It's so much fun having you on the show. I love being on the show. It's like the highlight of my month every single month. So yes, let's get into it. So who do you have for us this month? This month, I have Joseph Sikora, who everybody knows as Tommy from Power. Mm-hmm. Um, Joseph Sakura is 41 years old. He's oh. five foot eleven. He's from Chicago, Illinois, and he is not Irish, which I thought he was. He is Polish. And like I said, everybody knows him from Power. He also has been on episodes of SVU, Grey's Anatomy, The Good Wife, Chicago PD, and a whole bunch of other TV shows that he just had, like you know, little small roles in. Mm -hmm. And in movies, he was in Shutter Island with Leonardo DiCaprio, 
which I don't remember seeing him in that movie. Me I neither. saw that movie a long time ago. Me too. Um, Jack Reacher, which I think that just came out. Like that's a newer movie yeah, that I don't. I feel like I that came out this year. Yeah, and then he was also in My Best Friend's Wedding. Now, I have to admit that the I thought the only reason why I found him attractive was because of his role on Power. Because Tommy you is like such a, a lunatic. We know you like a bad boy. You know. <laughs> that is my downfall. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, that's probably it. I, I probably wouldn't find him attractive outside of that role. But then I saw him do an interview. I think they were on the Breakfast Club, like the whole cast of Power. And his presence is just very, it's, it's extremely like commanding. I was like, okay. Mm. <laughs> well, it's not just Tommy, he is a very handsome person like the whole package like you look at him and it's not like oh he's cute but once he starts to talk and speak and the way he carries himself he's a very attractive dude Mm. and so just based on that one episode with him and holly you know he was slobbering and all of that yes i would allow him to violate every hole i have (laughs) triple hole a all of them amen Amen. So here's the thing. <laughs> I have said this because I was late on power, but I caught up and I watched season four. Although I just realized that I forgot to watch the season finale and now my stars has expired. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> trash. <laughs> trash. <laughs> they, they, and you know what? When TV shows skip a week or they move days, that's how they lose me. Like, yeah. I'm already it's an like, inconsistent like person. Right, I'm already an inconsistent person, so if my shit that's coming on TV is inconsistent, well, good luck, everybody. But yeah. anyway, with Joseph Sakura, like, I don't think he's ugly, but I cannot look at him and not see Kate Blanchett. Ooh, I just you can't have completely just <laughs> him for me. Oh my god, you just completely oh, killed that. I'm so whole... sorry. I... Just forget everything I just said. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> Why would you tell me that? Now every time so I watch Power, I'm gonna see Kate Blanchett shooting niggas in the face. I'm so sorry. Oh my God! Oh my God! I'm so sorry. Oh God! I am so sorry. I should have kept that to myself. Oh. Let the air out of my little oh, balloon. I'm oh, just trying to tell I'm you. So sorry. Watch that interview oh. again. I think you'll 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 recapture the magic. Okay. Okay. So my pick for this month is The Rock. Oh. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I feel yeah. like it's only right to talk about him. He's been in the news a lot. We know he has a new movie coming out sometime next year or the year after, whatever. Um, someone has had his name in their mouth on Instagram constantly. But anyway, the rundown. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, he is 45 years old, 6'5", 260 solid uh, Mm. pounds, Mm -mm. born in Hayward, California. Now, you might, might know him from the WWF or WWE now, Lawsuit Girl. You might know him from the Scorpion King from the movie yes, returns definitely you might know him from a movie called the rundown with sean whatever his name from american pie you i mean 
this is like a very obscure reference, but you might know him from a movie called Fast Five. Fast Five? I've never heard of that. And apparently it's like a franchise and he's been in all of the movies since Fast oh, Five. Fast and the Furious? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I thought you were playing along. <laughs> <laughs> what is said, happening? Uh... Bitch, I know you know what the fuck I'm talking about. I <laughs> thought you were playing along. <laughs> I, I I absolutely know that movie. Okay. Maybe just didn't know it was called Fast Five. I'm not sure if that's the actual not. name of it. I don't know. I, I think did. it is. But anyway, like I said, he has a movie, a Hobbs movie, because that's his character from the Fast and the Furious franchise. Tyrese, girl, you can stay mad. You need to be worried oh. about your court cases and less about Dwayne. You might so also you know took the a rock. Good therapist. I need a Yanla to get in contact no, with him because need... at least that would make good TV. Well, okay, I'll give you that. But no, actually, no. I'm no, but he's already jacked up enough. And Chain Chomp Vance on is not gonna help. Oh my god! You might also know the Rock from Ballers on HBO, yes. which came on after Insecure, I believe. Yeah, or before. Insecure. I don't watch the show. Sorry, I have never seen it. I've been. I have. Yeah, I had been meaning to watch it, but I forgot. Because I might have was... watched one episode. It didn't keep me at all, but oh, he I didn't see amazing any. in the suit. Because it came on after Game of Thrones and before Insecure. And it's like that time between Game of Thrones and Insecure, you needed that time to decompress. Because yes. Game of Thrones was a lot and then Insecure was a lot. So, I watch Insecure. But, I want to watch it. And he's been in plenty of other movies. You know The Rock. So what can I say about him? He is tall. He is handsome. He is charismatic. He is muscular. He is talented. He's shady when he wants to be. Yes, he is. I don't have a set type of man that I'm attracted to. Like when people ask me, what's your type? I'm like, I don't Mm -hmm. really have one. However, The Rock definitely fits what first comes to mind when i think about what my dream guy would be yes so and how why... did you say he is six five mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so why wouldn't he be on this list why wouldn't of he course. of course he would be on this list i would probably have questions if he wasn't listen she we probably should have covered him earlier but you know whatever so listen See, i'm working my way through my list i, I yeah. think that i'm saving the best for last Oh, I'm just kind of randomly picking them depending on how I feel. Speaking of how I feel, The Rock's face, especially with this salt and pepper beard situation he has on. When I tell you that is a seat, that is a seat. All right. That body is a wonderland. (laughs) Okay. Oh, Lord. I. Lord. But stay with yeah, me. Yeah, I would do horrible things to the rock. Oh, horrible, good, and everything in between. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to smell <laughs> what the rock's dick smell like, okay? And he Ooh. can definitely lay the smacketh down on me anytime. Listen, that's like a three times on Sunday type of deal. Mm-hmm. That's a please don't call my phone all weekend. That's a keep a eight pack of Gatorade on nightstand. Or- yeah. Because, <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, because I mean, you have to think about it because that is a big ass athletic man, he all right? You have to stay as, ready. What is, what is his nationality or whatever? I don't know the PC term to call it. Um, Nobody coming at me. 
I thought Evan he like what he has a tattoo. What is he? So his father is Canadian and a black Nova Scotian and his mother is of Samoan descent. Okay. I knew it was something to do with that. I, I remember him doing an interview and talking about his tattoo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so listen, but like I said, you got to keep that water and that Gatorade by the bedside yes. table because he is not only is he a big ass muscular athletic man. This he used to be a wrestler. Yes. I mean, technically, I guess he still is a wrestler. So you got to stay ready. All right. Yeah. I don't see him going back to that, though. I think every I now and then he pops his face something. in, but yes. like he, to me, and I could be wrong, but I feel like he single-handedly transformed Made, yes. the popularity of WWF yes. because I don't remember, any, like there are some iconic wrestlers, yes. but I don't remember any of them pulling in the audience and the draw that the rock right. did. We haven't seen any other wrestler transition to acting and whatnot the way he has. Like he is a household mainstream actor. Definitely. You know, like a lot of them, Stone Cold Steve Austin and John Cena, they act, they do their movies, but they're D list. Yes. Movies. They're not <laughs> big screen usually. They might yeah. have one or two The Rock commands a movie he commands a paycheck and he can command this bussy all right oh amen <laughs> so with that being said that concludes this month's segment of that's a man again songbird thank you so much for joining me thank you for having me and i think for a special treat for november we're actually going to do an entire episode of that's yeah. a man instead of just a segment so you guys be on the lookout for that and feel free to send us suggestions for Please. our lists um unfortunately we've had to remove some people from the list hmm. jason momoa um mm. r.i.p mm. girl because no mm. and giving him nothing else but a, mm. exactly exactly so we will be back for a full episode next month you guys and now let's get back to the show all right and we are back it is me trillificent we are with brie aka mrs brie aka brie tastical aka titty goddess aka j and j's mama that's why i got all these titties so let's wrap the show up with the queer query question now you guys will get to see another side of Brie. Now this is going to be a rapid fire. I did this last week and I liked it. So rapid fire, one word answer. Okay. The first word that comes to mind. All right. Ready? Yes, I'm ready. Sex. Mm, that was the answer. That was it. Oh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you are trash. <laughs> um, I like that. Okay. Next, white, trash, melanin, goddess, tribe, y'all, Twitter, entertainment. Pew, 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 pew. Next question What's one of your most embarrassing moments from high school? Now, I was listening to the friend zone and they were talking about embarrassing moments. That's where I got the inspiration for this. They said something about high school and it brought to mind a specific story, but I want to hear yours first. Oh gosh, this stands out to me. I will never forget 
Um, I was in high school with um, mostly white people. So all the black people were super tight, super close knit because it was only like maybe 12 of us there. Come on, unfriendly black hotties. So we basically unfriendly black hotties. Uh, our dating pool is super duper small because ain't but so many of us. Um, so the hallway that I had like first period on was also like the special needs hallway. So those were the special needs kids that were in high school. That was their hallway. But like further down the hallway, that's where my classes were. There was this boy named Craig Mack. Lie to you not. His name was Craig mm. Mack. He bought me a flower every day. I was a freshman. He bought me a flower. But did he put the flavor in your ear? (laughs) No, he did not. Time for new flavor in your ear. Okay, so he was like, he was a little bit slow, but not like, you know, he was in special classes, I think, because of behavior. I don't think it was because, you know, he was had development or delays or issues. He used to bring me a flower every day and he would like leave it in my locker. And I remember when it came down to like the first real dance in high school. Um, I wanted this guy to ask me that I'd kind of been, well, he was the quarterback of the football team, but I had been, we lived in the same neighborhood, but our relationship was on the low, which really meant I was too lame for him to, you know, parade around school with, but you know, he would always come hang out at my house or vice versa after school. Um, Mm. I wanted him to ask me so bad. So on the day, you know, we designated one day for everybody to like get a date for the dance. Honey, I put on my best chunky heels honey like body dress you remember the body dresses with the slits on the side um yeah with my pump in the back of my hair i followed my convinced my mama to let me get one of them hard crunchy hairdos here come craig mack fucking it up gabrielle i really want to go to the dance with you i'm trying to go to the dance but it wasn't like he just asked me kurt like it was like a he had a whole dance routine he had made up so imagine I'm standing in front of my locker. Craig Mack is doing his whole dance routine. He's got on like this chopper suit. Everybody's crowded around. They're laughing at me and him so bad. And my face is red and I just start crying. Poor Craig Mack, because it wasn't about him. I was just super embarrassed um, that he asked me like that. And the dude I wanted to ask me didn't ask me. And then at the end, I got so mad, like I pushed him down. This sounds like something straight out of a goddamn movie. Well, you know, it, I felt like I wanted the attention, but I didn't want it from him. I was so embarrassed. Like, here come the, the dude in remedial classes asking me if I want to go to the dance. Like, oh. you know how that is. And you were in high school. Yeah, I get it. My most embarrassing moment from high school. <laughs> I feel like I might have told this story on the show before, but whatever. I'm going to tell it again. My high school had disgusting lunch. So it was like the, what do they call it? The hot lunch, like the yeah. school sponsored lunch, I guess, or whatever. The lunch lady specials. And then we had like an a la carte line where you could get hot pockets pizza. and pizza. Mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A was on like Fridays or something like that. Did we all go to the same high school? I feel like we have so many of the same experiences with stuff like that. Listen. It was across the board. But the problem was when you get out of your classes, like the line to the a la carte line was so long. You, if you didn't get there early enough, you would literally spend your whole lunch break in the line. So we used to run to the line when we got out of our class. Like whatever class I had last, I either was taking my stuff with me or I was hitting the locker real quick. 
but I think I was usually t- like I would pack light to that class because I knew what time it was. <laughs> I had to put on my good shoes and sonic the fuck out of that classroom, get to that a la carte line because I did not want to be stuck eating mystery meatloaf. That was not what I was about. So on one fine morning, I get up and I do my Usain boot right out of that room. And I'm running and I'm like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm laughing because it's a big group of us running. And out of nowhere, my legs say, oh, Lord. <laughs> we are on break. <laughs> and when I tell y'all my legs, like I felt them turn into noodles. They just, I mean, they just completely gave out on me. And I fell on my stomach. And because I was running so fast, I slid across the floor because I happened to be on one part. We were, we were running by the front office and there's tile there. Like a lot of other mm-hmm. floors, it was like that industrial grade carpet. So I just so happened to fall at a great velocity oh, on the tiles oh, on my belly and slid across the floor. And then to make it worse, there was some commotion because I guess one of the teachers saw me fall. And she was like, she screamed. And so then you can hear somebody else say, what happened? And then the the teacher screams, somebody fell. And I was like, what the fuck? But, you know, I was a fat ass and I was hungry. So I took it in stride and I got my ass up. (laughs) Now, I did downgrade from Sonic to Tails as far as my speed is concerned. Lost all your rings. (laughs) <laughs> nigga my rings was gone golly so that was one of my most embarrassing moments in high school last question if Bree mm-hmm. from 10 years in the future called you right now asking for advice what would you tell her so the future me called me asking for advice yes. bitch I don't know what to tell you bitch you supposed to be doing better than me <laughs> Well, that's why they're calling you. They're calling you because they want to make sure that they're making the right decisions and they just want your advice. Go with your first mind. Like, stop letting these niggas fool you into thinking your intuition is wrong. Your gut has never been wrong. Protect your energy and protect yourself. And keep it cute and keep it the fuck moving. And don't cut your hair again, girl. What the hell are you thinking about? Uh, Let's see. If Future Curtis called me and was asking me for advice, first thing I would ask is, bitch, how is this possible? (laughs) You're such a realist. But I think that I would say invest in you. Mm -hmm. Don't ever be afraid to invest in you. Don't ever be afraid of taking an action or taking a risk or changing something in your life and being worried about not being able to handle the outcome of that. Take risks, invest in yourself, and get some goddamn self-discipline. Listen, I feel like your future uh, future you needs to call future me and be like, bitches, do we make it? Because the self-discipline Shit. thing is a huge thing. And I'm starting to realize yep. it's not just like diet and stuff like that. It's just other saving. Oh, God. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it's, yeah, it applies in so many different places. 
So, with that being said, you guys, that concludes this episode of Gay Side Stories Yay. with Trillificent and special guest Bree. Please tell people where they can find you one more time. Um, you can find me on Twitter. I'm I'm mostly active. It's at underscore Mrs. Bree, M-R-S-B-R-E. I am on Instagram is Bree Tascal, B-R-E-T-A-S-T-I-C-A-L. I'm on Tumblr too, but I'm not on there as much. But I do love my Tumblr. But I can't remember. I think it's Miss Brianna, B-R-E-Y-O-N-N-A. M-I-S-S-B-R-E-Y-O-N-N-A. Um, please, I would love feedback. Um, I love hearing from new people. I love meeting new people. I'm native to North Carolina. I live in the Raleigh-Durham area. So please, reach out to me. It has been a pleasure to be on the show. Thank you so much for inviting me. You're the best ever. No, thank you for coming. I have fun. I have so, much fun. so shout out yes. to you. I feel like this was like a regular conversation that we'd be having anyway. Pretty much. Pretty much. But with that being said, you guys remember GaySideStories.com is the hub for more information about me, my guests, the show, all of that good stuff. You can email me at GaySideStories at gmail.com if you just want to say hi, if you're interested in being on the show, if you want me to be on your show, because I be bumping these gums. I be making the rounds. Follow and interact on social media. It's at Gay Side Stories on Instagram and Twitter. There's also a Facebook page. Please, if you feel so inclined, go and like the Facebook page. Make sure that you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast. I am on a plethora of platforms. Come on alliteration. That's my shit. (laughs) So make sure you're subscribing. Take a moment out and rate on Apple Podcasts. If you so please, one more time. Um, and if I remember, and if they're nice, and if they're five stars, I might read them on the show. You never know. If I start getting a lot, that may be something that I do on a regular basis. Like you never know. You know, you never know. Also, guys, make sure that you are sharing this show with others. I am so very appreciative to everyone who retweets and who reshares on Facebook. Whatever you do to help get the word out for this show, I appreciate you. You are the real MVP. Make sure you're checking out the Sounds of the Stories playlist. That should be getting updated soon. Check out the pod panel. It's under the John Effect umbrella on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. You can find me over there. Check out Ratchet Ramblings. You will be able to hear me on the latest episode talking about the Love and Hip Hop Hollywood reunions part one and two and the last two episodes of Black Ink Crew Chicago. Again, thank you for listening. You don't have to listen to me and my guests and my friends bump these gums (laughs) and talk out the side of our necks, but you do. I am very, very happy that there's so many of you that are pleased with this show. I am one of those type of people that I am my own worst critic. And sometimes it's hard for me to see the good of the show. I like doing the show. I enjoy it. I hope that I can be able to continue to do it maybe make get a bigger brand all of that good stuff but at the same time i'm very hard on myself and i'm looking at it like i don't know why anybody listens to this show <laughs> but y'all do i love you please say hi you can tweet along as you're listening to the show all of that good stuff i try my best to interact last but certainly certainly not least remember the lost commandment thou shall Protect mm-hmm. thy walls, and that's any kind of walls you have in your life, or they will crumble. Y'all remember that. And we're out of here. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs> <laughs>